This is really about being free to create what you want your life to look like. We each are our own hero. And how do we take the challenges that come our way and see those as the birth process of us becoming heroic? Can you meet that judgment that ultimately will surface with neutrality? This is the Wall Street Coach Podcast with Kim Ann Curtin. Aloha, everybody. Just a quick reminder that I have a free ebook for you if you go to traderdiscipline.com. The name of the free ebook that I'm gifting my listeners is Discipline and Finding Your Edge. Now enjoy this amazing interview and the gems that Bryce Foos drops. Uh, I think you're going to really like this conversation. Aloha, everybody, and welcome to the Wall Street Coach Podcast. I'm very excited today to have Bryce who's on my podcast. Bryce and I met, oh, what about a month, two months ago at Brian Lee's wedding. And we had some fun Uber rides with our friend Andres <laughs> across the, what was that area? The San Jose. San Jose, yeah. San Jose area. And there were some amazing conversations with Uber drivers about their crypto, their relationship to crypto. And I think I just fell for you then, Bryce. I was like, you were just had such a great sense of humor. You were asking really important questions to these guys. You were trying to be a contribution to them. <laughs> Unfortunately, they didn't all see that that was a benefit to them. In fact, uh, one of them kicked us out of our Uber, our Jack in the Box, because he was so upset about uh, <laughs> Bryce's, you know, thoughts on crypto. So how are you, Bryce? Welcome to my podcast. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. So Bryce has an amazing bio that I do want to read right from the get-go. Uh, he grew up in central Illinois, and he started at CVS as a pharmacy technician when he was a senior in high school, and he went on to pharmacy school, uh, graduated in 2013 while in pharmacy school towards the end of his curriculum in 2011 he discovered trading and became more and more active each year and in january 2019 he started trading for seven points capital now that he's been uh, trading for them ever since and he currently lives in st louis with his amazing wife who I had the good fortune to meet also at the wedding and his two boys so welcome bryce and thank you for coming here yeah. thanks for having me so let's talk about your, you know, kind suggestions or inquiring questions to those Uber drivers, just because it felt like you really were trying to be a contribution. And I also heard your curiosity in those conversations. You were genuinely curious. Uh, so, and everybody has such a robust answer uh mostly the woman she was the she was the best crypto player wasn't she yeah. the woman uber driver we both had five uber drivers i think you paid for all those ubers so thank you for yeah we got we got several ubers at night um trying uh, to run around san jose was quite an experience to be honest i don't know a ton about crypto um i've never i mean me as a trader, I, tr I try to trade what I know um, or what I think I know and understand. And, you know, crypto to me is a little bit foreign, um, you know, so whether it's going to go up or down, I really have no clue. Um, so I think um, just me, myself, I'm, I'm a pretty curious person anyway. Um, and then mix a few drinks in that day. And uh, we had some interesting conversations with the Uber drivers, right? So 
um, yeah, I mean, it's just interesting to see, um, kind of the thoughts and, you know, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, it was just, uh, kind of interesting to see what their thinking, um, was and kind of their strategies and how they've done it overall. Um, might as well use that time wisely while you're new, but you're not doing much else. So exactly. Exactly. Know, I, I, I think what I enjoyed about it the most is that everybody, including the man on the street or the Uber driver, has an opinion. And actually, some people have a really amazingly informed opinion. And some of, I mean, we got to see that night just kind of the trading mindset of the average person like that guy that got mad at you or mad at us you know he (laughs) clearly personalizes his trading yes right because he felt his ego was hit and i was like wow like he's super sensitive over this conversation and his choice or his mistake or his not mistake like and then that that was what was so fascinating because i felt we got to see even though these people aren't professional traders, we got to see a real diversity mm-hmm. of the relationship people have to themselves and their trading. That's yep. what was fascinating to me. Yep, I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it was like that guy you kind of referred to, it's interesting to see the kind of emotions that, that come out, you know, when you're asking certain types of questions. And that's kind of the same thing in trading. Like you're, you know, a lot of times you're taking advantage of other people's emotions um you know so it's kind of a good way to gauge you know how they're going to react in certain situations you know whether it's in the market or in life or you know just in in general exactly so because of that curiosity i'm very i'm very interested how does your own curiosity serve you as a trader yeah i mean um gosh i mean even you know trading since 2011 that you've been I still have nights where I'm like, man, I wonder what this stock was, or I, you know, even if it's something I never traded, or you know, I, you know, maybe, um, you know, I just I'm curious in how things work, you know, especially in the market, you know, why are things moving, um, you know, is there a way I can maybe replicate that in the future? Um, and I think most traders that, that get to a good level probably have that uh, kind of curiosity about them. Um, because that's, that's kind of how it, it started for me and then it's just grown and that's how I've got better. Just, just being curious and, and wanting to find out reasons why, um, and then look for kind of repeatable patterns, um, from that curiosity basically is, is, is kind of how it all, all came about really. Yeah. How do you, uh, sustain, I think the most important piece of curiosity is neutrality. They yeah, have to yeah. go kind of hand in hand. How do you sustain that neutrality for yourself? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just kind of an honest, honest view of yourself is like, I don't really know about, you know, there's a lot of different things in the market. I don't know. So, you know, I'm, I'm curious to find out, you know, reasons why. And then, you know, ideally look for ways I can profit off that in the future. Um, you know, I think over time, years and years of doing that, you know, you develop just kind of a second nature of kind of pattern recognition, basically to where, you know, that way you can use that, those um, things that you've found to profit from. Um, yeah. What's your style of trading? If you're comfortable sharing. 
Yeah. Um, so it's interesting that you mentioned that because this year has been completely different, but I'm, I'm mainly in small cap space. Um, I, I like to focus on biotech, but I'll definitely trade other sectors uh, specifically within small caps. Um, yeah, that's, that's the, my main focus. I'm, I'm really usually focused on supply demand imbalances, um, which in a small cap uh, area can be pretty obvious. Um, you know, there's a, a lot of different things that go into that, but, um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of been my focuses. Um, biotech just with pharmacy, I kind of, I feel like I can understand the news. Um, it gives me a little bit of an edge there. Um, now, you know, whether or not the stock agrees with my thesis is completely different, but, um, you know, I'm looking at price action number one, and then I, I kind of, have my own thesis in my head, but when I can put the two together, then that's when I can really do well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so, so mainly small caps on the, on the short side for the most part. Um, I do some long kind of catalyst swing trading in biotech. If I'm, if I have, you know, maybe there's an FDA approval date a few months out or, or some kind of big binary event that I'm looking basically for uh, anticipatory buying to come in and then I'm, I'm looking for mainly like a hard set date to where I get out before. Um, and a lot of markets, you know, a lot of years it's worked great. Um, currently with biotech with the worst sell-off that it's like XBI has had um, since the inception of the index, obviously not much is going to work. Uh, so a lot of it right now is just playing defense, um, to be honest. Yeah. And, uh, and just waiting to see when the uh, market heats back up. But the good thing about you know, obviously it's, it sucks going through kind of a self like that if you have some decent positions, but the beauty of it is, is it's going to reset everything to where, you know, once it turns back on and we get more of a risk on environment, you know, things start moving, I'm going to be ready um, to really capitalize on that next move up. So, yeah, you know, uh, goes in cycles. So I've been, been through a lot of them. Um, this one's been uh, unlike a, a, anything I've ever been through, but, you know, you learn and you grow. And, um, you know, if I can take the information learned from this, um, this year and, uh, you know, and kind of these sell-offs and things and, and implement in the future, then I'll, I'll be able to really benefit from it, I think. Yeah, yeah. And for the audience, it's May 18, 2022, uh, that we're lucky enough to talk to Bryce. Bryce, how did trading begin for you? Yeah, so um, I was in pharmacy school. Uh, we did a lot of group work, and I had a friend um, that he was in a couple of my my group projects, and he was into it. And there was one day I remember I don't think I ever forget this day, but he um, basically we were sitting there, and the group work got done, and he um, he, he said, "Well, my socks did pretty good today." And I, I kind of looked over at his laptop, and I was like, well, "What are you What are you into?" And um, so he started to tell me a few things, a couple of stocks he was in, and. About a week later, I had a little Scott Trade account, and I had bought, you know, one stock, and um, and I just kept kind of reading articles about different biotechs, and it kind of grew and grew from there. Um, I, I joined a, a service towards the middle, towards the end of 2012, that was focused on biotechs and kind of catalyst run-ups, stuff like that, um, and it kind of resonated with me because it was, you know, I was in pharmacy school and I was kind of on top of the information of some of the drugs. And um, so it just kind of made sense for me. And 
and then I just kind of kept dabbling in different strategies and, and evolving from then. That's, that's kind of how it went. Yeah. And I was so excited to learn that you're still a pharmacist. And yeah, I, I wonder, having that ability to have two revenue streams, one from your trading and one as a pharmacist, that I imagine is such a benefit. Tell me what you experience having that flexibility. That's a great question. Um, so I, let's see, most of my, uh, so I managed a, a pharmacy, um, I was pharmacy manager at CVS for six years from 2014 to 2012, or 20, 2014, 2020. Um, and as a manager, I can kind of dictate my schedule. It was a 24-hour store. Um, so the majority of my hours were nights and weekends, evenings and weekends. Uh, so like weekends, I do seven to seven both days. So boom, there's 24 hours, right? So that way, um, like towards the end, I would work Monday, two to nine. I have Tuesday, Wednesday off. So and it's central time zone. So two, market closes at three. So those first three days the market's open, I literally only missed one hour. I'm still working full time. Wow. Um, so that allowed me to, obviously it's pretty busy, you know, obviously, you know, juggling different things, but, you know, as a trader, it's going to take a long time to, uh, to really figure it out to be profitable. Unfortunately, I mean, that's the harsh reality. Um, you know, Twitter is a kind of a different uh, animal if you look at some of those things, but the reality is it's going to take years, um, you know, and, it, and whether you got a support stream from your parents or, you know, some other thing, you're going to need some sort of financial backing um, to get you through um, until you can start making some consistent money. And then even through the bad times. Um, and to be honest, still, if I have a bad week, I will maybe pick up a shift that weekend just to make sure that, you know, I got a little money coming in yeah. because um, I, I don't, I'm not a firm believer of you've, uh, you know, like people say I've made it. I, um, you know, I don't know if you've ever really made it in trading. Um, you know, for me, I, you know, how would you calculate how much money you need throughout your whole life with inflation and kids and stuff? I mean, it could be an incredible amount, right? Um, and it's absolutely achievable in trading with an unlimited potential income, but, um, you know, you never know if you take a bad loss or, you know, if we have a year like this year and it's completely slow for some of your strategies to kind of dry up for a while, um, you know, and then you throw two kids in the mix, kind of like I mentioned and some of this inflation, it's like, damn, I, I got to make sure I got to make sure I, you know, I got some income coming in at all times. Yeah. So I'm a big believer in multiple revenue streams, you know, even if trading is 99.9% yep. um, of it. Yep. Um you know, it's good to always have something to fall back on. Um, For sure. Because I think, you know, regardless of of how elite the trader may be or what they've been able to accomplish in the past, you're still going to go through times where you're like, damn, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make any money at all. And it's just, you know, the reality is it's, um, you know, it's not really true, but, um, you know, I mean, there's going to be opportunities to come around, you know, realistically. But in the trader's head and most of them, um, even the, you know, the, probably the best I talked to still, still struggle with it, you know, um, and some of them are, are set for life, but they're just like, well, you know, who knows how long it's going to really going to last with inflation and stuff. And how, how do you calculate how much money you're going to need for 50, 60 years? Right. right. Um, 
there's no way to really know. So, um, but yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it helps a lot. My mindset, um, even if it's a small amount of, of money in terms of, you know, something to f- fall back on, mm-hmm. um, you know, if I do a, a kind of a short Sunday shift, but also give me a good sense of balance to where, you know, I, um, I can, I can go and regardless of the paycheck, like I'm still able to help people, um, use my knowledge and, you know, it's something totally different. It gets me out of the house interaction with people. Um, you know, I'm a little rusty. I'm not like I used to be in terms of a pharmacist when I was doing it, you know, 40, 50 hours a week, but, um, you know, I can, I can still be pretty good. I feel like, but I feel like um, your, uh, ability to be trading when you're trading just becomes even more pronounced when you have your intellect stimulated in other ways yes right so talk about that because i i do feel some traders they're just so all in there isn't like this freshness or reset ability because they never fully let themselves have spaciousness outside of it yeah it's interesting because like say I'll, I'll work a Sunday and I'll, I'll kind of forget about the market completely when I'm at work, um, whether or not I'm, you know, too, just too busy to think about it or, yeah. you know, or it can just kind of shut off in my mind a little bit. And then it's almost like, man, I don't, it's kind of crazy. I trade because then I do this and, and then you get back on Monday and it's just like, I, I feel like once you've done it for, you know, so long, it's like that bell rings and it's just like second nature just kind of takes over. Um, you know, for, for me, I mean, I, I trade a lot on instinct at this point, um, you know, based on, you know, all the thousands and thousands of hours of screen time and review sessions for myself and yep. um, trades that have worked and um, just things I continue to go over and over. It's just like at this point, it, a lot of it's second nature um, and instinct. Um, you know, if I see, you know, XYZ happen and this happened, the price action, I'm in right away, right? Um you know, I, I just understand probabilities. I, I think a lot of probabilities in my head and, and just that, um, you know, I pattern recognition and, you know, here's my entry, here's my stop. Either it's going to work or it's, or it's not, yep. um, you know, ideally it works, but I understand a lot of times it's not going to work. Um, yep. Yep. So. And that, that emotional neutrality as you trade, I'm just curious too, if you came into trading with that or have you developed that over time? Yeah, I feel like I've always been a pretty patient person. Um, so that helps. And I don't know if, I mean, I think that's a kind of a personality trait that you, um, I mean, either you have or you don't. You can definitely work on it in trading. But I mean, if you're a really nervous, anxious person that's just not very patient, it's going to be tough to tra- to change that in trading. Um, and so, you know, bas- basically, you just have to have a trading style that suits that personality. But for me, I've always been pretty patient in life and, um, you know, it definitely translates in my, into my trading. I, I think for the most part, especially in the last two years, it's, it's been, um, it's been a huge benefit. Now this year, to be honest, there's a lot of trades has been a detriment. Uh, patience is, uh, has, has been, it's killed me this year, really. Um, you know, just with the lack of fall through. Um, so I, I basically, tried to tone that down a little bit, but I'm careful because I, I, when a good environment comes back, I don't want to completely change. Um, so it's been, it's been interesting to, uh, kind of think of 
ways to change and adapt a little bit, but I'm careful because I, I know what really, really works yeah. in the correct environment. I don't want to change and kind of get away from my core competencies that, that really kind of bring home the bacon. Right. So, yep. um, so it's been, right. been interesting. You're very self-aware, Price, and that I think is just one of the greatest strengths a trader can have. Was is this self-awareness also a trade of yours, or have you seen it develop as you've been on the journey of being a trader? I think I think I've I've had pretty good self-awareness even with without trading, but I've definitely worked on it with my trading in terms of like say I'm in a position, it's just like, I'm emotional. Well, why am I emotional? Like, do I not think this is going to work? Am I too big a size? Am I afraid I'm going to lose? You know, what, what's causing this? So I've, I've kind of, kind of done that, um, especially kind of earlier in my career to kind of check my emotions and, um, <clears throat> you know, re really kind of dig deeper of, of why I'm feeling the way I am, um, to where when things are going well, it's, I'm pretty steady. Um, you know, what, one of my big goals this year was actually, uh, which has gone terrible, but um, to not really let a red or green day affect my mood. Like I want to just be to where you can't really tell. Um, now, when you're used to doing pretty good last year and do not do the same uh, this year and your goal was to grow, well, then that's going to be a tough goal to make. Um, so it's something I'm working on. Um you know, it, it would help if his environment's a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a work in progress, I guess. Or, or the universe just thinks you're up to a really big challenge. It's a challenge for sure. Never never ending never ending challenge. That's 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 for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Lucas, you had some questions, I know. Yeah. Well, I guess um I'd like to go back to, you know, you talked a lot about instinct and you know, especially and I'm wondering for you. When did you start to realize that you had that instinct and kind of, you know, weren't consciously even, I'm sure you're conscious, right? But like, sure. weren't like really figuring out where your entries and exits need to be, but more, you know, like you said, just when did that instinct develop and start yeah, testing that's a good, it? That's a good question. Um, I'd say maybe middle 19, I feel like I started to notice it, oh, wow. um, at least in my intraday trading. Yeah. Um, you know, I was pretty active like through 2014 to 2018, but, um, you know, really kind of really picked it up in 2019, I guess, to where, you know, since I'm trading for a firm, it's a little, you know, way more professional. Um, you know, I was active every day then too, but it was kind of a different kind of activist, I guess. But, um, you know, I, I, there are some days, you know, you, you have a good day and it's like, damn, how, how did I even do that you know it's you know not sounding cocky or anything but realistic i'm like man I, I don't know it's just like my mind i don't i don't know how to explain it just like i kind of just react right just because you've seen it over and over so many times and and you know you just get this flow state um and then when the market and price action agrees it's just um you know it's just game time right so um it's, it's hard to explain i guess but i'd say maybe middle of 2019 and then um and then I really kind of started doubling down on my review process around then, maybe towards the end of 2019, to really uh, basically just increase my size and and you know what really really works, where does it, where and why does it work, where can I you know how much size can I put on and and, and where will my stop be and and so I constantly would review each night and 
and that's what really kind of propelled me. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, it, it took a long time to develop that instinct. Um, it took a while to realize it, like you said, but, um, but yeah, I mean, now it's, it's kind of just automatic. It's, um, you know, a lot of them, you know, if, if I see something that I really, really like, I'm, I'm in, you know, really, I mean, uh, there's no second guessing. I'm, I'm, I'm in, right. I'm not going to miss it. So, um, but yeah, it, it take, I, I would say it takes a lot of time to develop something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I guess what, you know, one thing I think that gets overlooked a lot, uh, at least in the, the trading community and especially like you said on Twitter is like how long it takes. Um, and if I'm doing the math, right, like for you, that's like eight years, right. Before you started really trusting you, or at least when you very first started, maybe. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, different strategies here and there, um, throughout the years. And then you kind of, well, it depends on the trader, but I mean, for me, I, I kind of found some things that really resonated with me personally and my personality. Um, you know, and things like that, that I saw a lot of growth and potential in, and that repeatedly happened. Um, and so that's, that's kind of the way it worked for me, but yeah, I mean, you're, you know, they really estimate what 10,000 hours, uh, to master a skill. Um, you know, trading is probably the, one of the, uh, the toughest, uh, skills to master, I would say. Um, well, it's really like three or four skills put into one, I think. Yeah. Or a hundred, <laughs> or a hundred maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, there's, you know, there's obviously just so many different things to go into it. Um, and I get, you know, it depends on what you trade too, but, um, there's, you know, regardless of, of what you trade, there's just so many different nuances and, and things to kind of take into account variables. I'd like to say, you know, there may be like a small cap trade, but I'm, I'm thinking of literally 20 to 30 different variables that can affect this trade. And they all kind of, kind of come together to, uh, to kind of determine how good of a setup it is. Um, so but yeah, a long time to develop that. Um, but it was a, it was a goal of mine to, to kind of get there. Um, and, and finally we did that. So, but I'm still, yeah, obviously it's, it's never an ending battle because, you know, some, obviously there's going to be some environments where my instinct is completely wrong, right? It's just not the right environment. So then, then you gotta, you know, through your nightly review, you gotta kind of learn how to maybe adapt a little bit, but then still kind of keep your core competencies for, for when it kind of heats back up again. Yeah, for sure. Which is challenging. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm gonna put two questions on you. You can answer both or just one of them. Have there been mentors along the way that have really helped you grow and helped you stretch yourself and or, how do you suggest people go about finding those mentors for themselves? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've definitely had several different people I'd say that were influential throughout my trading career. Um, you know, a, a lot, you know, and, and many for different reasons, you know, um, whether it be, you know, one guy's just really good at managing risk or, you know, one guy is just, so massive that he makes me want to get way bigger too. Um, or, you know, it's just a lot of different things, but so I, I'd say throughout the years I've had, you know, I, I don't have, I guess, one go-to that I would say, this is, yeah, this guy is the reason why I'm here. W- what I would, what I would try to do when I was kind of, especially when I was younger is, uh, 
is I joined a lot of the chat rooms, a lot of the subscription services. And my goal was to take maybe one to two things that this guy does well and see if I can implement it into something I do. And there's some that, that it just doesn't like what works for them may not work for you. And it's just the way trading works. Like it just doesn't re resonate with your personality. Right. Yep. Um, but that's, that was like, even let's say you pay, you know, 5,000 for a course, you know, several years back or something like that. Yep. But if you can take one thing from them and, and implement it in, you know, 30 years of trading, you know, you, that, that's pays way, way, way over. Right. So that was kind of my goal is, um, you know, especially I was, I was learning, um, you know, to take a, a few things from this guy, a few things from that guy, you know, what does this guy do? Well, what does this guy do that? I don't want to do, um, you know, things like that. Um, it's fabulous. It sounds like you are very aware of how you were going to go into this. So there were going to be some that were in alignment with you. That you might get one or two things and then some who just were not going to speak in the language that you knew you yep, had to yep. talk in. That exactly. just feels, again, like just a lot of wisdom going into those rooms where I, you know, on occasion of her traders just kind of surrender to the guru and mm -hmm. not own it themselves it's like well he said or what right. are you doing and it's just like hey yeah i mean i think i was always aware that well first i think i, I always had a big bigger picture in mind I, I still do so um you know starting out like i didn't really want to go into somewhere and follow alerts because you know how long is this person going to be giving out alerts like i want to i want to process that i can do on my own right i, I want to kind of fish on my own so um you know, I think a lot of traders probably look for that or look for, you know, to be spoon fed. But the reality is even even if the trader, you know, is so good and can give you trades, depending on your personality, you may not be able to operate the same way. And you probably there were probably no way. Right. I mean, there's yep. no real probably two traders that trade the same. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking for, for things that I can implement on my own, taking taking things like that and. Um, you know, I really don't want to be, did not want to be spoon fed at all because I'm aware that, you know, that, that service could shut down at any moment. And then what are you going to do? Right. So you need to kind of just develop your own process and, and, and take those things from those services. If they're offering some good things or, you know, whatever resources you have, and then kind of mold them into your own best practices. Yeah, for sure. I suspect that I could be wrong, but that a lot of those who do want that, spoon fed are looking for the cash and grab you know they can come in and get out and make their money and be done or in and or that was the mindset in a little you know i think over the last two years especially yes um but for those who realize that's not going to give them the runway for the re you know for the rest of their life like it's a long if you really are looking at this as a long tail game then you've got to be thinking five ten twenty years down the line Right. And that yeah. sounds like you got that right at the get go when you came into this. You yeah. Know? I mean, I always had kind of, you know, even like, let's say 2012, 2013, 2014, I'm, I'm thinking more, you know, 30 years down the line. Um, you know what, you know, I, I, I do think that, you know, unless it's a, a humongous outlier year in a trader's career, um, you know, if, if you have, let's say you trade for 30 years, you know, I think you could even probably say even, you know, one year would be insignificant unless you blow up. Obviously, that's going to be significant. 
you know, and maybe you have some just huge outlier year years that just really paved the way um, for the future. Um, you know, but I think for the most part, you know, a lot of it, you know, if you, if you think about a long-term career, you know, you could even kind of write off a year and just say, it, you know, is that really that significant if you think, you know, long-term? Um, so. Yep. Yep. Really, really powerful. What do you wish you learned fresh out of the gate sooner when you first hmm. began? That's a good, that's a good question. Um, I think, you know, you, you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, you know, the biggest thing, the market doesn't give a shit what you know or what you think, right. That there's going to be some crazy things that happen that make absolutely no sense. And the biggest thing you can do is just manage your own risk. Um, so that's, and the other part of that is you can have some great traders say that to a new trader, but somebody, you know, like me, I got to find out for myself. Right. Um, so most traders are probably going to kind of, you know, you're in trading cause you kind of challenge the status quo. Right. So in that mindset, you're going to kind of challenge some things that are said, even, you know, that some of the, even the greatest traders might tell you, right. You want to, but when you learn those lessons for yourself, regardless of whatever somebody tells you, then that's when it really burns deep to where that's when you start implementing some hardcore rules. Mm-hmm. Um, basically because pain that's been caused in the, you know, in the past, you know, most, most good traders have, have good rules and you know, why do they have those rules? Cause they probably had a bad experience to implement that rule and uh, whether or not they want to talk about it. Um, you know, that's where rules come from. So uh, that's the reality of it. <laughs> well said, well said. What would be your advice to those that are uh, more experienced, more sophisticated traders, but perhaps haven't been in the game as long as you have? What would your advice to them be in this current mayhem and volatility? Yeah, that's that's a good question. Um, I think there are times which I'm actually learning uh, myself currently, but there are times in a trader's career where it's kind of about survival. Um, you know, there's, there's everybody's going to through going to go through drawdowns. I think a big thing that I've learned prop trading is, you know, how do you can how do you control the the drawdowns and losses? Like you're, you know, and re- the reality is you're going to have some losses. Some are going to be bigger than others. Uh, there's going to be you know periods of weeks, uh, a couple weeks or a month. Maybe you have maybe a quarter. It's rough, but um, you know, those that can survive and limit losses and know when to kind of step back, um, you know, those are ones that when the environment heats up, then you can press the pedal, right? Mm-hmm. Even if you press the pedal a little, little lighter than you wanted to at first, but then, you know, gradually as it continues to, to get better and better, you can work your way back up. Um, so, I mean, I think that's, would be kind of my advice now, which is, <laughs> advice that's been given to me, uh, from, from the firm, um, is, is, uh, you know, just like, you know, traders career, it's not just a parabolic equity curve, right. There's going to be some dips, you know, ideally it's still trending up, but there's going to be some times where, you know, maybe you consolidate a little bit. Um, and to be honest, I don't really like consolidating. I want to continue to go up, but, um, as I'm learning now, I, I think it's important to keep losses small and, 
Um, you know, for, for me, I've sized down quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a, a, a big loss now with my current lock is, is nothing I would ever care about in the past year. Um, but the ability to make it back is completely different. Uh, follow through the, the volatility and stuff that, that I trade personally is, is just the opportunity is not there and, and it'll be back. Um, you know, I'm confident it will. I've always been through slow periods. It's just, this has been an extremely prolonged uh, slow period. And it, it could be just, you know, because it's been a two crazy hot years, but even before then, I mean, there's been opportunities in, you know, 20, what, you know, 2013 through 2019, there were opportunities, a lot of them, you know, every month, really, I feel like. Um, and now this is kind of slowing down a lot, but, you know, it's a, it's a different world, you know, there's a war going on and, you know, we're talking recession and, um, you know, realistically when, you know, when some of these prices are going up and I think about people that have no normal jobs, when I look at, you know, some of my credit card bills from the grocery store. And, and I'm like, man, I, I don't know how some of these people are doing it. So, you know, if, if all this money is going to all this inflation, you know, is, is there going to be a bunch of money coming to the market? You know, definitely not from retail, right? I mean, that yep. stimulus check is gone and, um, you know, credit card bills probably racking up um, to where, you know, at some point the, uh, something's got to give, but, yep. Yep. but yeah, I mean, back to your question, I think, um, the biggest, biggest advice is, is there's kind of some periods of time and in a trader's career, it's about survival. Um, you know, I've never been to one that just says, Oh, I'm all cash. I'm not trading. I'm not pressing the button. No, I want, I'm here to make money. What are you, <laughs> you're not going to make any money by being all cash, but <clears throat> you know, some, some people may be able to time it correctly, but mm-hmm. you know, on the way down, you know, if you're trying to buy a dip or something like that, especially like you know, XBI kind of things I'm, I'm talking about, like, there's going to be some times I'm going to go for it. All right. And, and sometimes I'm going to be wrong. And that's part of the game. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. Um, yeah. Is it, that kind of answers your question? It does. It really does. <laughs> Answered a lot of questions. Uh, Lucas, any last thoughts, questions? Um, yeah, I guess a, kind of maybe a similar follow-up to that. Um, yeah. You mentioned earlier, like one of the things that you felt uh, kind of propelled your career was really doubling down on review. Um, and I'm wondering if you feel like if, is that, um, you know, like the, the thing that you felt like really did it for you or were there other things or, and is that something you would, you know, maybe recommend to people that are, you know, have a review process, but maybe haven't really dug into figuring out what that is. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a good question that you asked because Lance actually, Lance just posted a pretty good tweet of how's it, what's the best way to get better at trading and actually responded and put uh, screen time. So I'm, I'm going to say both. So it, you know, regardless of your review process, you're going to have to have thousands and thousands of hours of screen time. Um, you know, if, if you have a mentor or somebody that's incredibly good that kind of resonates with you, it can definitely speed that up. You know, if you're at a firm that, you know, and have some, some good guys around you, I, I think that can speed it up for sure. Um, you know, but, but screen time um, is extremely important. Um, you know, it's just going to take a long time to just kind of really be able to, to develop a feel. Um, and, and, you know, I understand there's kind of some data guys that, you know, they put everything in Excel and they say, all right, probability, you know, it's 30% that's going to work or, you know, or whatever. But, um, you know, even a lot of those guys, they've had a ton and ton of, of screen time. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, the review process is extremely important. Um, there's, you know, there's all types of various uh, ways to do it. And I think it really, you know, different people learn in different ways. You know, some people may be good at, um, you know, just visual learning. And I kind of feel like I have um, kind of a photographic memory to where I can remember charts from years ago. I mean, what the interday looked like, what my trades were like. I mean, I don't know, just kind of the way my mind works. I don't know how long it's going to work, but for now it works, works well. Um, uh, but yeah, I, you know, so for me, a lot of my um, reviews is visual. I mean, I'm just, just looking at charts, um, you know, reviewing my executions. Um, you know, some of the trades is not much to say, right? It just, you know, this, this stock did this, I entered here, um, you know, I did what I wanted, I covered, you know, is it, but I'd still kind of go back and say, okay, how good of a setup was this? You know, why was it this? You know, was there some sort of supply and demand imbalance that just was so good that I need to be, you know, maybe 5X next time? Or, you know, did I just, did I really underperform on this ticker? So I kind of really um, try to dive deep into them and, um, you know, try to think, think critically and try to take, try to take something away from each trade really at, at the review process, which, you know, some obviously there's, there's not much to take away. Like it just, it didn't work. Right. <laughs> you know, if you ever, even if you have a high win rate, let's say 60, 70%, there's going to be, you know, some that just don't work for whatever reason. Um, you know, you can maybe work to identify those reasons, but regardless, there's going to be some days just things don't work. Um, <laughs> and so it's, <clears throat> it's just kind of, you got to grow to accept that, uh, which is easier said than done sometimes. But, um, but yeah, was that kind of your your question, like in terms of the review process, stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. And if there was anything else that you know fe you felt like really propelled your career, but besides like screen time and um, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, just I, I'd say review process is probably the, the main thing for me um, in terms of how I've propelled it, but then kind of my attitude in my review processing, I think is key too, because, you know, it's not really a session to where you kind of beat yourself up, right? It's more of a objective view of, you know, this is what happened. You know, you can't go back and change it. There's no reason to be pissed off, you know, at night. Um, I also, I, I, I feel like, um, like in, in pharmacy school, for example, like, Kind of the best learning that takes place is kind of right before you go to sleep. So I would, what I would do after yeah. class is I would study a little bit and then take a little nap. And then I would study until I go to bed and then make sure I'm studying like before I go to bed and then and go to bed. So kind of translate that to now to where actually I review right before I go to bed. Um, so I come back in the office, whatever time it is, kids are in bed. Yeah. Um, and then I, I review then. And sometimes it may be, you know, 10, 15 minutes, but you know, other times if I'm pissed off about my performance, you know, I'll stare at a chart for a while um, and think, you know, what ways can I do this better um, next time? You know, especially if it's a mistake that just continues to happen, you know, what, what kind of things, you know, is this maybe a ticker I need to put on the do not trade list or, you know, is there maybe a different approach I can take to something like this? Um, you know, things like that. Um, it's kind of things I focus on. Yeah, it's amazing. Bryce, this was amazing. Lance is coming on our podcast because of you. Awesome. Good to hear. Look, looking forward to that one.
Yep, Chippy Cliff, you just, what, a, what an incredible conversation this was. You're so forthright, you're so self-aware, um, and you're generous, and you're funny. So <laughs> a pretty good combo there, man. And I hope that you'll come back on in Absolutely. the future. Um, yeah. Any parting words, anything you want to just say that we didn't address or speak to? Mm, I think we covered covered a lot. I don't have kind of anything... Questions Anything? I didn't ask you that I should have. Yeah, not not that I can really think of. I think yeah. we, you know, had a, had good conversations. I appreciate you having me on. I'm looking forward to kind of giving it a re-listen and see how it turned out. But yeah, I'm, I'm pleased with it. Awesome. Well, thank you again. And we'll see everybody on the next episode of The Wall Street Coach. Aloha for now. This is The Wall Street Coach podcast with Kim Ann Curtin. You can download Kim's free ebook, Discipline and Finding Your Edge, at TraderDiscipline.com. And learn more about working with Kim and her team at TheWallStreetCoach.com. And if you're feeling generous, please leave a rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening.